This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Praise the Lord. Dr. Hansen, good evening to you, my friend. Good evening, Shannon. You know, Brother Hansen, I was thinking, the Lord is with us tonight, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. If that's all we got tuning in tonight, I'm going to do this program for them. How about you? (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Amen. Thank you for standing by. We were just finishing communion. Folks, we're live with Dr. Jonathan Hansen and the team at World Ministries International. Check them out at worldministries.org. Welcome to the morning broadcast. Dr. Hansen, you want to open us in prayer? And the mic is yours. Father God, thank you again for this opportunity. We pray, Lord, that people will... If they're not already listening, they'll tune in right now. All of a sudden, they'll be prompted by the Holy Spirit, and they'll heed that prompting, and they'll tune in. Father God, again, be with us now, and let people ascertain what's being said so they can make appropriate changes in their life, and they can live and not be a victim. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, this is a live audience here at World Ministries International syndicated radio with Shannon Davis, Omega Man Radio. And I want to thank all of you that are listening, watching the warning program. Again, this is a live audience. Now, I have two messages tonight. One, an interview where I interviewed Ray Gabauer. He was an investor strategist, also an unlicensed holistic health doctor. Single cause and cure for every health condition. I think that's important because, again, if you don't have your health, you cannot extend the kingdom of God. We must take care of the temples the Lord gave us. And most of our diseases we bring on ourselves. And I think as we do this first program, you're going to understand it more clear. The second one is a message I'm giving on life is a vapor. Let's begin. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. Also, those that are watching me on social media, whether it's Roku or Rumble or YouTube or one of our 40 different podcasts, welcome. I have with me for the second day, Ray Gabauer. Now, Ray is an investor strategist. He's also an unlicensed holistic health doctor. Uh, He's been an interim pastor, so he's been in ministry. We are going to talk about the single cause and cure for every health condition. Ray, welcome back to the Warning Program. 
Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Bill Bless. <laughs> so, well, I'll tell you yeah. what. You know, uh, we were talking before we started recording today yesterday and you were telling me about health a little bit and that you are an unlicensed holistic health doctor and that you were telling me about five kinds of stress you were telling me about 80 percent are diabetic it cuts seven to eleven years off life 50 percent get cancer 90 percent die before their time wow and so uh, ray i want to get into this the single cause and cure for every health condition What is it? Well, thank you. That's a good question. Uh, Let me start by saying, just to quote, the wisest man in the world, in Ecclesiastes, Solomon said, don't be a fool. Why should you die before your time? Wow. And 90% of the people are dying before the time of- 90%. Yeah, from heart disease, cancer, diabetes, you know, stroke, you know, and other things too. And most all of that's preventable. When you're too casual, you become a casualty. And people take their health way too casually and become casualties. I call it death by assumption. They're assuming that if they do what most people do, they, not everyone can be wrong. And so it must be okay. And they live an unhealthy lifestyle and then they pay the ultimate price of cutting years off their life. Wow. And you were telling me there were five kinds of stress. Yes. What I say is that there's a single cause and single cure for every disease okay. or every health condition. And it's not actually stress. Stress can be very positive and healthy for us. Like lifting weights, you stress the muscles so that they adapt to become stronger. Good. You know, I did 100 push-ups today. That's great. <laughs> yeah, so that's healthy stress. That's intelligent yeah, stress. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, now, Ray, f- uh, five years ago, I, I would do up to 800 push-ups a day. Wow, wow. And as I was talking today, it convicted me that I need to get back to what you talked about yesterday on the f- four dimensions of love. And one of the points you said, uh, do whatever it takes. Over, under, around, or through. In other words, I'm going to get healthy again. Yes. Well, God wants you to be healthy again, too. He wants all of us to be healthy. Yeah. It's not God's will for us to be getting cancer. Half the people get cancer. 80% of people are already diabetic. I mean, it's horrific. And You know, that is horrific. I did not know the figures were that high. 80% of Americans are diabetic. Yeah. Well, that's counting the pre-diabetic. But you, well, that's, yeah, that's right yeah. there. Yeah. In other words, you better make some changes. Otherwise, you pay the price. You're going to pay the price. Yeah. Diabetes is the number one cause of blindness, number one cause of amputations. It cuts 7 to 11 years off your life and your quality of life. And it increases your risk of, of a heart attack by seven times. Oh, my. I mean, it's just not... A, and you said 50% of them, if you're diabetic, get cancer? No, 50% of the population get the cancer. The population. Yeah. Okay. of the population gets cancer. And there's a single cause for all of these diseases. Wow. The single cause is not actually stress. It's stress overload. Stress overload. Why don't you explain it a little bit? I'll illustrate this with an experiment that some scientists did. They took these mice. They they ran an electrical current through the bottom of the cage intermittently, which wouldn't harm the mice. But... And it didn't and until they started doing it too often okay, or a little too long. And then at the point where the mice couldn't recover, 
Then they started getting cancer and diabetes, and their health went down in the tubes. Wow. <clears throat> so it wasn't the stress. It was the stress overload. Too much stress for too long. Prolonged stress, you know, that's the real cost. That'll kill you. Yeah, and, and accelerate your your destiny with, with death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, so you were talking to me, and you mentioned five <laughs> kinds of stress. So get into this. But generally, when we think of stress, we think of psychological stress. And for some people, that's the number one factor. Okay, psychological stress. Which includes fear, anxiety, anger, bitterness, and forgiveness, not repenting. All those things are very, very detrimental. Okay. You know, God said that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Okay. But most of the population, especially with the way the government is pushing you know, things <laughs> like, you know, people live in a spirit of fear. Every time you put on a mask, that reminds you, oh, you're in danger. So you got to protect yourself. So it perpetuates and increases the fear and anxiety. That's not God's way to live in fear and anxiety. It says be anxious for nothing. That's right. We're supposed to have peace, you know, for the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience. Long suffering, yeah, yes. All yes. those things, yeah. So uh, psychological stress is is a real killer uh, when it gets too prolonged. It's, okay. You know, so nothing wrong with having some fear or anger or or any of the emotions. The emotions aren't bad, but often called the negative emotions like fear and anger, if you prolong those, like the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. So you need to, you know, get over it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Some people go for decades and never get oh. over their grudge or their anger or their anxiety and people living in this ocean of fear. And that's the truth. Some of them go on for decades. I mean, I've been a a pastor, a minister uh, since 1985, and some of them go on for decades. And I'm talking about real hatred. How does the Holy Spirit flow through you when you have that type of hatred? Because hatred comes from extreme pride. And if you're proud, God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. I mean, I did not have my first supernatural dream until I had forgiven somebody that had violated my first wife horribly, and it took me five years to forgive. But that's because I was too proud. But once I got out of the way, I started moving. That was my first dream, and now I travel the nations through the gifts of the Holy Spirit because God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. In other words, that God will move in your life, right? Yeah. I hear a lot of people say, you know, God is always for you. He loves you, like, no matter what. But like the passage you're quoting, it says, you know, God gives grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud. In yeah. the Greek, opposing means he makes war against. It's bad enough that the devil's against us. You don't want God against you too. Yeah. Because if you're pride, pride comes before a fall. Yeah. So we've got to be maintain a state of humility. Jesus said you can't get in the kingdom unless you become like a child. Humble yourself. That's good. No wonder people then, when people are so filled with these emotions, psychological emotions... No wonder they get cancer. Yeah. You become like a sitting duck. It's almost inevitable because technically I have cancer. You have cancer. We all have cancer. You have like on the average 10,000 new cancer cells every day. Wow. But it's not a problem if your immune system's strong enough. Okay. But if you have the stresses and again, five kinds of stresses, <clears throat> then that can activate them, correct? Yeah. Well, it weakens your immune system. So, like, you have the, these walls up to protect you, but the walls, if they come down 
You're there's in trouble. holes in the wall, like illegal immigration, they just get through. And so too much stress, prolonged stress will kill you. You'll end up getting all these diseases. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you're watching, listening to the warning program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, special guest, Ray Gabauer, investment strategist, unlicensed holistic health doctor. And we're talking about the single cause and cure for every health condition. And we're on the five kinds of stress. And the first one was psychological. So uh, continue, Ray. So that's the first one. They're not in any particular order because they all work together just like, you know, the five fingers of your hand work together. And so for some people, psychological could be the biggest, most damaging one. But for some people, it might be something else. But it's usually a combination of all five. Sure. So let's go to number two. Okay. Number two, we'll we'll say chemical stress. Chemical stress. Yeah. So getting bad chemicals in your body, whether it's from pesticides or air pollution or water pollution – Exhaust from cars or even like like new furniture emits, you know, gases that are harmful. Pesticides in your coffee, as good as coffee is, you know, it's loaded with pesticides. You should get organic coffee. Hmm. But many doctors feel like the number one cause of cancer is overload of toxins. Wow. And so that's causing stress on a chemical level. It throws your body out of balance. It weakens your immune system. You know, some doctors say, you're not really sick, you're just toxic. Wow. So there's a good point for detoxification. Yeah, and avoiding the toxins to start with. To, to start with, yeah. And, yeah. and so you mentioned coffee, that it's good for you, but you also told me you should use organic coffee. Yeah, well, I have coffee with poison in it. Right. This pesticide is designed to kill stuff. Now, since we were on coffee, I, I was shocked when you told me that four to five cups of coffee is good. Yeah, for most people, there's a lot of studies on coffee now. One was like 400,000 people and over like 20 years. And they found that the more coffee they drank, up to maximum four to five cups a day, the longer they lived. Wow. In fact, the women, they would at that level, they would live 16% longer than the average. Right. And it was 12% longer. But one or two cups a day, it was like four or 5% longer. And then three or four cups a day, it was like seven or 8% longer. And they had less cancer, less heart disease, less Parkinson's, less depression, less suicide. And it's just healthier. Um, so coffee is probably the number one source of, of good antioxidants people get. And it, it's helpful even with the pesticides. You but, know, that's incredible, Ray. And, <laughs> and you were telling me also what you do is you, you put in um, this, this, this coconut oil. Yeah, yeah. You put it in your coffee. Yeah. Uh, like a tablespoon. Yeah, yeah, one or two, yeah, probably two tablespoons. Yeah, <laughs> you put it in your coffee. Yeah. So, uh, so you put a tablespoon of coconut oil in your coffee, up to what, three or four of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and and because coconut oil, you said, helps cure Alzheimer's. Yeah, I probably shouldn't say the word cure, but it helps optimize the body's uh, healing systems. So that in many cases, Alzheimer's can even be reversed. Uh, wow. Uh, up to five tablespoons a day of coconut oil. But everyone can benefit from coconut oil. It's, just, it's a unique oil that is really, really healthy for us. So you take what? Do you yourself take about three tablespoons of coconut yes. oil? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. 
And how about uh, ver- uh, olive oil? I think that's really healthy, too. It's a different kind, but it's useful to have one or two tablespoons of that as well. So three, you take three tablespoons of coconut oil and two of, of extra virgin olive oil. Yeah, plus eat some avocado every day. That's another healthy Avocado oil. every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, an apple a day, too. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say, but it works, huh? They, they they specifically found that an apple a day reduces your risk significantly from five different kinds of cancer. Oh, my. And and then avocado. You know, I used to really eat avocado, and I'm going to start doing it again. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got uh, fruit trees on my property, and I'm going to have to start to eat an apple every day. Yeah. It works better in the body than in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or just. Yeah. Where you don't eat them at all because uh, you have too much, and so it just goes to fertilizer. Most people don't eat nearly enough vegetables and fruit. Wow. That's the big missing part. Wow. So we're on the five types of stress kinds that kill you, and you're on chemical. Before yeah. we get off that subject, oh, I think I think it reminds me of something else you warned me about is, is uh, microwaves. And don't heat your coffee up by microwaves because it's just radiation. Yes, radiation kills, you know, especially too much. And you know, microwaves are damaging. I mean, if you too much microwaves, you can kill somebody. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm I I I'm a slow coffee drinker, and so it gets cold a lot, and I'm always miking it. But I'm not going to do it anymore. I mean, uh, Ray has convicted me. Some countries it's illegal. In Russia, as far as I know, it's still illegal to use microwaves for food. And it should be illegal here. Wow. <laughs> wow. So uh, either drink the coffee cold or drink it faster before it gets cold or uh, use the put, stove. It, put it on the stove and heat it up. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Really, the microwave, I guess, is the lazy man's way of uh, avoiding those things. And yeah. so I repent. Well done. Yeah. Good I think I, think I got to get back to what you said. Yeah. Do whatever it takes over, under, around, or through. Whatever it takes, I will do, including be, being healthy. We need to repent of an unhealthy lifestyle where people are living a suicide diet, essentially. They're killing themselves slowly and not realizing it because it can't be that bad since everyone else is living this way. I mean, 90% of the people eat way too much junk food and it's killing them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And so the kinds of stress, you said psychological and then chemical. Yes. What's next? The third kind of stress that's hard to avoid, and but it's all around us, is electromagnetic stress. Wow. Whether it's from the cell towers themselves or Wi-Fi or the cell phones, you know, it's all around us, even to some degree from electricity, being around electricity, sure, appliances, sure. you know, all these things. So that is a huge factor. Some people feel that the real cause of this fake pandemic where people were dying in in some unusual ways is really more from the radiation you know the 5g radiation in fact uh the the so-called spanish flu in 1918 that they blamed on the virus they were wearing masks back then too and came up with a vaccination that killed a lot of people most likely the real cause of that of i think 50 million people died or something like that was electromagnetic radiation because they just rolled out radar. And the people that were more susceptible to that kind of stress, electromagnetic stress, they got sick and a lot of them died. Then they made it worse by coming out with the vaccine that killed more people. In fact, according to Dr. Thomas uh, Cohen, he's a cardiologist, 
I read several of his books. One's called The Contagion Myth. And he makes a very convincing case that no one's ever died from a virus. It's not wow. even contagious. Wow. During the Spanish flu, they were trying to determine how contagious the virus was. And so they did the experiments where they had sick people breathe on healthy people. And they didn't do anything. Then they put their saliva in other people, their, their mucus. They even injected And 0% of the healthy people got sick. Wow. They were, were not able to... To transmit it, so it wasn't contagious. So he wrote a book called "The Contagion Myth." Wow, it's really good. It's a short version is breaking the spell. Okay, but anyway, so that's that's the short story on electromagnetic radiation. It's it's really harmful for you, and it's and you can't totally escape it. But anyway, so that's that's that contributes to the overall stress load. Well, you don't want to sleep with a cell phone attached to your head. Yeah, don't take it to bed with you. You know. Ideally, you should turn your Wi-Fi off at night. Be careful where you, you know, the people who use a cell phone on the right side of their head, the, the, the chance of getting um, brain tumors are like 10 times more on that side of the body. And so they do contribute. It's you know, not the only cause. I mean, you have a chemical stress as well, but electromagnetic stress is, is one of the factors. What, what about these people that put a this blue thing in their ear? And Yeah, so I would never do that. You it's, would never do that. It's convenient, but now you're you're concentrating this electromagnetic radiation right next to your head. If you can use a cell phone, you should you put on the speaker mode when possible and hold it, you know, a little bit away from your body and not carry it on your body as often. You don't want to put it over your heart or in your bra. As convenient as it is, you know, it's contributing to overall stress. Good night. Okay, what's the fourth one? The fourth one is. Um, how come it's slipping here? <laughs> well, you got you, you got psychological, you got chemical, you got toxic. Yeah, the fourth one is uh, deficiency-based stress. Okay, that means you're missing something that's essential. That could be you're not getting enough sleep, you're not getting enough exercise, you're not getting enough sunlight, you're not getting enough vitamin C, you're not getting enough salt. If you don't get any vitamin C, you'll get weak and you die. Hundred percent of the time. Same thing with salt. You, you can get too much of all these things too. Sure. But if you don't get enough salt, you'll get weak and you die. Don't get enough oxygen, you'll die. You don't get enough food, you die. So whatever you're in the vitamin D. So whatever is missing, that causes stress, including like social connectivity. If you're not connecting with people and you're, you're isolated, God designed us to connect with people. And if we're not, that's a missing element that we need psychologically, and that's stressful. Yeah, so, like people say, I just want to be by myself. I'm, I'm an introvert. That's dangerous. That's dangerous, yeah. Very dangerous. It's and like, they wonder why they're depressed and, and uh, grumpy. You're not meant to just isolate yourself and be by yourself. God calls us to be in a family, in community. And it's the height of arrogance to think that we're fine on our own. In fact, there's a verse in Proverbs uh, I think it's chapter 18, one, he says, he who isolates himself rages against all sound wisdom. Wow. So uh, that's why most people would benefit from taking supplements because they're missing things they're not getting in their food. The way it's grown these days and how all nutrition is lost from storage and the transportation. And, and so and the, the biggest, most critical missing thing in most people's life is God, actually. <laughs> and that's stressful not to have God in yeah, your life. Totally <laughs> stressful. Yeah. Because then you get all of these uh, dysfunctional relationships. Yeah. 
as well as decisions in life that are uh, very dysfunctional. And so you're out of balance. Yeah, so whatever is missing, and the longer it's missing, the more it's missing, the more stress that's causing. You know, we so, have two minutes left, Ray. Okay. Two minutes left. Okay. Uh, what's, the, what's the final stress? The, the fifth one, I usually start with this one. That's why it was slipping my mind because it's out of order. Uh, is physical stress. Like if you're in a physical. car. Yeah, if you're in a car accident, you, know, you fall down the stairs, you know, that's stressful. That's traumatic. Sure, sure. And that dampens, that diminishes your immune system function as well. Wow. So that, in fact, one study found that the more often you have any kind of surgery, the more the higher your risk is for Alzheimer's. Every kind of surgery increases the, from the stress from that surgery, wow. even, even if it was necessary. Wow. Or any kind of accident uh, it damages the brain. And so that's... So the cure for all of this, the cure is to do the opposite. You reduce stress in those five categories, the physical stress, the chemical stress, psychological stress, electromagnetic stress, and deficiency-based stress. And so if you get those stress levels down low enough, then the body is able to maintain at optimal health, um, and you, you feel more alive, you'll be happier, because stress, especially the psychological stress, is really our enemy and it hurts us it's killing us by the millions well there's a book called none of these diseases talking about psychosomatic disease caused you know psychosomatic your emotions cause physical diseases yeah and they even go all the way up to 100 percent diseases caused from emotions so it's a real thing yeah and that's I, why jesus says you know you're not supposed to fear and hate and all of these things that God's not giving us a spirit of fear, but no. a power of love sound mind. That's right. And forgive so I can forgive you. I mean, this is important. Yeah. But psychological stress is, is still just even one of the five sources. You got to pay attention to all five. Now, we're basically out of time, but I uh, want to cover you do need exercise. Yes. Yeah. To relieve stress. Yeah. So if you're missing exercise, that causes stress. And yeah. And it's stress reducing. Yeah. And if you're operating in line with the greatest commandment to love God and each other, with all, you know, the four C's, the caring, connecting, committing, community value, that also will help reduce stress. Because when you're living from that perspective, your psychological stress, everything can go down if you apply that model of the four dimensions of love, you know, to our physical health. Particularly okay. the psychological stress. Again, you've been listening to the warning program. I've had a Ray Kabauer, investor strategist, as well as an unlicensed holistic health doctor. He's been an interim pastor. And we've been talking today about the single cause and cure for every health condition. We covered five kinds of stress. You can go to my website if you just tune in. You missed part of the program, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. You can watch or listen to it on our website, as well as it will tell you the channels that uh, we're on, whether it's television or radio. It'll tell you again the the podcast we're on and and where you can find it. So again, I think you need to... uh, Listen to this program. Watch this program again. Ray Gabauer, single cause and cure for every health condition. God bless you. This is Jonathan Hansen, president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to our warning television program. Also, if you're listening by radio, the warning program, welcome. Or watching on social media. We're in our college chapel here at World Ministries International, and this is a live audience. 
I'm speaking today on life is a vapor. Life is a vapor. I've heard people say, describing life, quote, here today and gone tomorrow, unquote. And that surely seems to be an accurate definition of life. In the film Gladiator, the owners of the Gladiator, Proximo, told his Gladiator slave Maximus, quote, we mortals are but shadows and dust. Shadows and dust, Maximus. Ultimately, we're all dead men. Sadly, we cannot choose how, but what we can decide is how we meet that end in order that we are remembered as men, unquote. Surely life is short, very short. How are you going to be remembered? Are you going to be remembered at all? By heaven? By man? And what type of men are you going to be remembered by? What are they going to say about you when you're gone? And make no mistake, like Proximo said, ultimately, we're all dead men. In other words, on this side of heaven, this body finally is gone. It deteriorates. It's dead. And only the real life, the spirit within us, is eternal. James 4.14 Whereas you know not what shall be the morrow. For what is your life? Is it even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanishes away? Psalm 103.15 As for man, his days are as grass, a flower of the field, so he flourishes. Grass, a flower in the field, in the spring, the tulips come up. In a month, they're gone. Grass comes up. Then it disappears into, instead of green grass, what looks like a hayfield or a dust bowl. One, choose to be remembered by God in heaven. And you have the choice how you live your life. What do you do with your life? It's your choice. Joshua 24, 15. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day who you will serve. Whether the gods of your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Who do you serve? America's not serving God. They serve themselves many times in the name of whatever God they're serving whether it's nothing but humanism. Deuteronomy 30, 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Again, remember point number one is choose to be remembered by God in heaven. There is a God in heaven that is watching. Hebrews 11:6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith. The Bible says we're all appointed a measure of faith. Everybody has faith. What do you do with that faith? Romans chapter 1 tells us that intuitively, instinctively, innately, we know there's a God. And the evidence is overwhelming. But if we reject 
that knowledge, that evidence. We're turned over to a reprobate mind, a spirit of deceivableness to believe a lie. So then, instead of faith in God, you have faith in something else. Whether it's evolution, whether it's another religion, whether it's yourself. Many people say, I believe in God, but no, they don't. They trust in themselves. When trouble comes, no matter where they live around the world, do they seek God or do they just trust in themselves and make the logical conclusion on common sense? We better get out of here. Miracles never happen with your common sense. Peter would have never walked on water. The walls of Jericho would have never come down with common sense. I would have never gone into many countries, countries of genocide with common sense. Most denominations would have ordered me. Don't even try it. Do you trust in God or do you trust in yourself? Your common sense. 2 Thessalonians 1.9 Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power? Once again, remember point number one. Choose to be remembered by God in heaven. God is watching. God is judging. Romans 6.4 Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. How are we going to walk? Our vision of eternity determines how we walk. Do you believe you're going to give an account for every deed done in the body? If you do, you walk quite differently than one that doesn't. A lot of politicians obviously don't believe this. Lie, 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 lie. And continue to lie. If you want to see an example of lying, you should have watched the State of the Union. <laughs> Romans 6, 20 through 21. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit had you then in those things whereof you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. Serving yourself, the end is death. Paul died a martyr's death, but the end thereof was life, eternal life. He gave up serving himself for the rewards on this earth, for rewards throughout eternity. Who do you serve and what are you serving for? What retirement plan? Or it doesn't pay enough to serve God full time. I've got to make my own way. Well, it's sad if God wants you to do something else because uh, you're not going to have very good eternal benefits. Well, maybe you'll get there. Maybe. I'm not God, but there's not going to be a lot of benefits. I did it my way. As that uh, famous immoral singer who had friends with a mafia used to sing. I did it my way. Very famous. But where is he now, oh blue eyes? Where is he? He's not doing it his way. Finally, he's given an account for every deed done in his mortal body. Acts 17.31. Because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness. What's righteousness? The will of God. By that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. Who raised him from the dead? God raised Jesus from the dead. It's appointed unto man once to die and then stand before Almighty God. 
to give an account for every deed done in the body. Why do I live my life the way I do? Why did I give up my career in law enforcement, in businesses? Because I have an eternal destiny. I know what God wants me to do. If I didn't believe in what I'm saying right now, I would have chosen a different path. I wouldn't have met any of you because in my 30s, I would have been a multimillionaire serving myself. I don't know what offspring I would have had. Selfish offspring? I don't know when you serve yourself. Galatians 6, 8. For he that soweth to his flesh shall reap flesh. Corruption. But he that soweth through the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life eternal. Again, it is appointed unto man once to die. Everyone dies. We are dying the minute we're born. There's only so much days on earth one lives in his mortal body because it's corrupt, because of the wages of sin is death, thanks to Adam. Again, like Proximo told Maximus, ultimately we're all dead men. Number two, everyone dies. Hebrews 9.27, as it is appointed and the man wants to die, but after this, the judgment the judgment. Revelation 20:11. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was no place for them. Everyone will stand before God. Everyone. You say, "Well, I I've I've repented." That's fine. You're going to stand before God anyway. And God's going to see how you've lived and what gifts he can give you or not. And I would say most Christians on that day will be terribly, terribly ashamed of the choices they made on earth. But it'll be too late. Your time of testing is over. How did you spend your life? What occupied your life? Well, I thought it was better if I made these career choices. I needed more money. Well, at that time, you wish you never made those career choices. But it's too late. Revelation 20:12, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Revelation 20:13 through 15. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. Every man. Believer and non-believer. Say, I'm a Christian. Well, I hope you are. Ultimately, God will decide whether you said the sinner's prayer or whether you serve God. There is a difference between repeating words and living according to those words. Where he's Lord and Savior, Master. That means you do what he wants. Last week, I talked on the heresy that's being taught in churches and Paul warned of wolves coming into the church and twisting the word of God and fleecing the flock. Why are we in a problem today? Because a flock has been deceived by wolves in collars and ties and Rolex watches and Mercedes Benz and private air jets. Oh yeah, maybe I, we've named some of your most famous televangelists. I hope you see them in heaven. Because if you follow them, you might not make it to heaven. 
and death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whoever's name was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. There are so many warnings. I wrote a book, The Signs of Judgment. So many warnings against pastors that fleece the flock. And the terrible consequences God has reserved for them. It's not heaven. 2 Corinthians 5.10 For me, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may give the account for the things done in his body. According to that he hath done, whether it's good or bad. Whether it's good or bad. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. There's two judgments. One for a saint, one for a sinner. But make no mistake, you still will be judged according to the deeds done in the body. You're just not condemned to hell. That's not held against you. But what reward will you have? You still will be ashamed of wasting your time on earth when you should have been using for the kingdom of God, living for heaven, money and time. I really believe if Christians understood this is going to happen, they would change their life. I don't think most Christians listening to the word of God really believe what they read or hear. Their life would change. Don't you think your life would change? Are you going to understand you're going to give an account for everything you did? Most Christians are going to melt in shame when that day comes. Shame. You say, Pastor, you're making me feel bad. Good, repent. The answer is simple. Change your mind. Well, there's time to change. Start to use from today on. Better decisions and choices how you use your time and money. Change now. We can change. We can repent until the spirit leaves the body and there's no more repentance. It's over. Then you're judged according to the word of God. Right now, there's grace. You can change. But when the spirit leaves the body, there's no grace. It's purely judgment according to the righteous judge, and the grace period is over. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone that saith, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I prophesy unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, you that work iniquity. We said that point number one, choose to be remembered by God in heaven. We said point number two, everyone dies. Point number three, why am I alive on earth? And what is the most important decision that I need to make? 1 John 2, 15 through 17 Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Do you love God more than you love this world? Some people retire and they have to move in a housing area by the golf course. Nothing's wrong with that unless you're making the wrong choice and that's not what God wants you to do. Then that golf is your idol and will also determine your destiny and what kind of reward you have. Because the Bible warns us, do not put an idol before God. So some people, maybe golf is their idol that will condemn them. Do you live for playing golf every day? Or do you live for souls, the kingdom? What is your, what's in your mind? What's in your heart? God doesn't care how good you are at putting a pig skin through a hoop. 
Even a monkey and a seal can be taught to do that. Oh my goodness, I can shoot the most threes. Big deal. Even a monkey and a seal can be taught to do that. A porpoise. 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but they that do the will of the Father abides forever. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. In other words, serving yourself. Some people live for ice cream. It might taste good, but uh, if you live only for ice cream, you will die early in life. And I don't think that's what God intended you to do, is become a glutton. Amen? Amen. I like some ice cream, but not every day, not all day. Mark 12, 29 through 31. And Jesus answered, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And thou wilt love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, all your mind, all your strength. This is the first commandment. You know, that takes our entire being. I talk with an apostle. I've been with him the last few weeks, different parts. Dallas, here, other places. And uh, one apostle friend of mine, I said, where would you like to live if you weren't serving God, just serving yourself? He said, Montana. I said, you know, I could take Montana or Wyoming if I wasn't serving God. Get away from people and just have a good time hunting and fishing. But I am serving God, so that's not in my mentality to live for self, where I want to be, to enjoy life. I don't see it when I retire because I don't see any retirement program on earth that is allowed in the kingdom. Until you have won the world for Christ, we don't retire. Retire for what? What? Get fat and die? Because when you have nothing to live for, that's what happens. You die early. Or you die before your time. There has to be a reason for living. Why am I alive on earth? What is the most important decision I need to make? And the second is like, namely this, you'll love the, thy neighbor as yourself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Love your God, love your neighbor. In other words, how do you treat people? 1 John 4, 7 through 11. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God. He that loves not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son in the world that we might live through him. Through him do we have eternal life and only through Jesus do we have eternal life. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. He forgave us. Only he could forgive us. We can't forgive ourselves. You can't earn your way to heaven. Only God can give you eternal life. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. So again, life is a vapor. One was choose to be remembered by God in heaven. Two, everyone dies. And three, why am I alive on earth? And what is the most important decision that I need to make? I'm alive to serve him and to love people. In conclusion, life is extremely short. 
I can remember when I was three years old jumping in a baby bed in church and in my bedroom. I remember at four going to the beach and throwing rocks at a thorn bush with my cousins and getting hit in the face as the rock came through the bush. Even though I was bleeding by the rock, I remembered getting spanked by my father because I wasn't supposed to throw rocks. At the time, I didn't think that was very fair. I'd already suffered. But if I would have obeyed him, I'd have never got hurt. I remember five years of age going to a four-square church in Limita, California, kindergarten where my father was pastoring and sleeping during my graduation. I remember flying to Hawaii where my father accepted the pastor to the Nalehu Assembly of God Church and going to school in Hawaii at six and seven and being called Howley by the Hawaiian children because my father or my brother and I were the only white boys in the school. I knew racism. Some people say, oh, you can't know. I knew. We fought every day in school to survive. We were howlies. I remember even taking my pocket knife out and having a sword fight with some of those Hawaiian boys. Yeah. You understand, John? Okay. <laughs> I remember ages seven through nine, living in San Pedro, California, attending school and having to fight against different races as whites were the minority in the school. I remember 10 through 12 years growing up and moving to Okanagan, where my father accepted being the pastor of the Okanagan Full Gospel Church. In Okanagan school, I lettered in table tennis and track. And ages 13 and 15, moved to Leitaw, where I lettered in football, wrestling, and track. I remember hunting dove, quail, pheasant, duck with my rat terrier dog named Black Ear. I could go on and on to this day every single year. How are you going to spend your life through eternity? Life is short. Shannon? What a powerful broadcast today. Praise the Lord. And Dr. Hanson, you inspire me to start doing some push-ups. <laughs> I'm going to work for 10 before I go for 800. <laughs> okay, okay. My friend, how can people support you in the ministry of World Ministries? One, they can telephone 360-629-5248. That's 360-629-5248. Once again, 360-629-5248. Operators could take their donations. We accept all types of credit cards. They could send a check. If they want to send a check, they make it out to WMI. Let's address the check to WMI, not me, WMI. On the envelope, address it to World Ministries International, PO Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. That's World Ministries International, PO Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98. 292. Once again, World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. You can look at my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org, and they can give via the website. I hope they not only give, but I hope they uh, subscribe to Eagle Saving Nations. We have to have another great awakening if we're going to save America. So again, the website, www.worldministries.org. Subscribe to Eagles Saving Nations. That's Eagles Saving Nations. Click it on. 
It'll tell you exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to stop the toppling of the United States of America that will move us into tyranny and persecution as they're trying to move us into communism. We must stop it. It doesn't matter if you vote the best conservative politicians into office. They're not going to stop this nation from falling. They might delay the toppling of the republic and communism for a little while. But four sins bring judgment on a nation, idolatry, immorality, killing the innocent, and dividing the land of Israel. Even the Republicans now accept homosexuality. If we don't have another great awakening, a repentance throughout the land, we are going to see judgment. And I'm warning you, millions of people are going to die. Help us get into the stadiums, football stadiums, NBA stadiums, arenas, civic centers, churches, throughout America and around the world to do battle against this tyranny, this beast spirit that is trying to control humanity and trying to persecute or kill the church. That's what's coming. This is not an innocent thing. It's not going to go away because you're praying. It's not going to go away because you vote a Republican to office. It's not going to go away. They want to digitize everybody and control everybody. The mark of the beast is coming. So we must have another great awakening. Some nations fight the Antichrist. We must have another great awakening in America. So this can be a sheep nation and not a goat nation. We must have heaven touch earth, the power of the Holy Ghost, Pentecost, turning Peter's that were cowardly and lied and hid and ran into, again, the Peter that preached and 3,000 were saved and were willing to die upside down on a cross for his Savior. We must have another great awakening. Again, the website, www.worldministries.org. Click on television and radio. You could watch daily programs. Monday through Sunday, we have programs on. Uh, you can look on pastoral articles and see my articles going all the way back to the 1990s. You can push events and see the countries I've been in for the last 30 years. Look at the prophecies around the world and throughout the United States that the Lord has given. You're going to find it fascinating. God bless you, Shannon. Amen, Dr. Hanson. The army of the Lord Jesus Christ should not be waiting for a Dunkirk evacuation. We resist the devil and go out doing exploits. That's right. And we die in the battlefield. We die with our boots on. We go home into the immediate presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, our reward. But we do not quit. We do not back down. We do not bow our knee to the beast system. Praise God. And, you know, the enemy is afraid of this. Just uh, one closing comment. A friend of mine sent me an article. His name is Elvis Newhart, Germany. And he said, take a look at this. And there was a newspaper article that blamed spiritual warfare on the January 6th events. Boy, they did not, the author of this article did not like spiritual warfare going on. <laughs> and I said, uh, well, my goodness, the demons are manifesting. The enemy does not like spiritual warfare. He doesn't like the Asbury revival going on as we speak. I think the New World Order thought, well, we got them. Let's go ahead and pull another pandemic, and we're not going to have much resistance now. But God, that's the thing the New World Order is afraid of. Christians out there, who are not afraid to make a stand for Jesus and will not bow to the globalist and their mandates. The only one we need to be bowing to is the Lord Jesus Christ. So there we are. God's on the move, and it's time to be bold for Christ like never before. Go all in. 
resist the devil, and occupy till Jesus takes us home. Win souls for Jesus. Amen. Amen, Shannon. Keep up the pressure on these globalists. Spiritual warfare, binding and loosing, it works. Dr. Anson, we love you. Do you want to close us in prayer tonight? I will. And then before I do, I want you to know, next Friday, I'm going to ask you if you've done 100 push-ups a day. Oh, boy. I better get started. So, uh, in other words, I want you to work yourself up to it. Amen. Even if you have to do 50 and then another 50. Thank you for the challenge. I accept. (laughs) Right now, they look like just a a chicken bone. (laughs) Oh, my Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity. And we thank you for Shannon, what he's doing to serve you. Keep him safe and healthy and well. And bless him in every way, him and his family over there. Uh, Be with all of us, dear God. Be with the listeners that are listening. I pray, dear God, that each person here will understand the importance of taking care of their temple, their body. And so then they have a longer period of time to serve you. And they have a healthier period of time that when they're on earth, they can enjoy life and enjoy their family and uh, serve them too. So we need to do that much, dear God. If we neglect it, then when we ask you to help us, uh, it probably is not going to work. We should have repented a long time ago and changed. So help us in these areas, dear God. And then we need another great awakening. Life is a vapor. It's short. So we pray, dear God, that we wake up now. We don't waste time further. We make correct decisions. Some of us listening out there should have been in different types of ministry instead of different types of, of making more money. Help us evaluate our lives so you don't judge us when the Spirit leaves the body. We look forward again to each one of us, your direction and your infilling in the Holy Spirit, that we can serve you stronger and stronger. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you all. Thank you for letting us be a part of this, Dr. Hanson. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.